We are I. Good morning, everybody. 5 10 a.m. on this Monday morning. Hopefully, you had a great weekend here in BC. We're all, you know, getting ready, helping out, pitching in, doing whatever we can uh, to be able to help these these people who are going to be affected by floods again. This has been a rough two three weeks here in BC. Um, you know, obviously, we know the Snooksack River crested its banks again. You know, flooding all through the the Sumas Prairie, we have multiple highways closed. Like you can't drive in and out of the lower mainland anymore at all. Like all the highways are completely shut down, uh, just like what it was when I was stuck out of town a couple weeks ago. Like it's crazy to think this. Like it's it's hard to imagine, you know, that right now you are landlocked. You are absolutely landlocked in one of the biggest urban centers in Canada. Like you cannot drive out of the lower mainland at all. Like you are actually physically stuck here like we have gas restrictions we have electrical restrictions we have food restrictions we have all of these things in place you know and the crazy part is is it still when you drive out the door when you go outside it doesn't seem like anything has changed doesn't seem like anything has changed like our world is fascinating you know, like right now, like you should be able to go outside and see a different kind of world, even if it's the way that people are interacting with each other. Even if you see, you know, maybe less cars on the road, you see grocery shopping carts with less food in them, you know, you see people treating each other differently. You've, you're finding more community groups to be able to be a part of, to be able to help people that are affected by this, but you don't, you really see the opposite of that. Like you are seeing more people on the road because it's coming up to Christmas time. You see grocery stores packed, you see malls packed, you see like hundreds of millions of dollars being spent on fucking goods and services getting ready for, for Christmas time. When we don't even realize when we can't even understand that there's gonna be a lot of people that may not even have a Christmas because we are like three and a half weeks out from Christmas and there's people who are being removed from their homes and don't even have a home to go back to at Christmas time. There's there's tens of thousands of people in this province right now that may not even have a home to go back to at Christmas time. You are talking whole cities like Princeton. You're talking whole cities like Merritt. You're talking cities like Hope and Chilliwack and Abbotsford. Where people don't even have the option of going back home because they don't even have a home to go to. And we are worried about whether or not somebody wants a new pair of Lululemon pants or, you know, we're going to get them a manicure or a pedicure or we're looking at what golf course to be able to buy this gift certificate to. Like all of this shit. We see nothing different. We see nothing different in the way that people act or react, or we see nothing different in how our communities respond. We see nothing different. Like the agenda of news right now 
is more willing to be able to pump more COVID fucking bullshit than it is to be able to actually do a proper job of representing us hyper locally and saying like, hey, look, let's go, let's send some journalists out on the field. Like I remember a day when journalists went out on the field and they were actually boots on the ground and like this is how they reported. Like, let's go talk to some people who are actually affected by this. Let's go actually report some local news because these are the ways that we can figure out ways to help. When I contacted our BC provincial government, being able to try to find out information about financial aid for people who were stuck out of town because I was heard that you could get reimbursed for expenses um, if you were forcibly removed, you know, from your home and you were affected by the highways being locked down. So I'm like, you know, I might as well try to see if there's a program. You know what? No, there's not. Okay, that's great. Awesome news. What the crazy part about this is, is the person that I talked to in the government said the best place to be able to go to find accurate, up-to-date information is the Facebook group for BC wildfires and flooding created by people like you and me. Not a government agency, provincially, municipally, regionally, not Drive BC, not Transportation BC, none of these places on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook that actually are supposed to represent what somebody like you and I would be reposting. No, they didn't. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that insane that out of probably 10 government and media-related examples that should be the ones reporting this, where we should be getting steered to, that this is where somebody would guide somebody like you and I to be able to get accurate information on what highways are closed, what options there are available, where you can go seek financial aid, where evacuees go, you know, where you can look for, you know, people who've been evacuated to see if they're safe. Like this is where our world has gone. And especially at a time of year where people are going to be left with nothing when we should be able to celebrate the gifts of the year. And even if somebody had a great 2021, which would be very interesting that they've been on top of their game in 2021. But even if they did, ending off the year with having your home taken from you, almost everything that you know and value and love be taken from you, except for maybe your friends and family. In some cases, that has been too. But we are doing nothing to be able to understand what this may be like for these people. Where can these people go to be able to have a Christmas dinner? Where can these people go to feel good during the holidays? What could we do for them? We forget about it. We forget that it's happening. Because you know what? I have to go down to the mall to be able to buy some Christmas presents. You know, like I have so much shit to do in my own life that I can't even fathom going out and understanding what it might be like for the person who looks just like me. How can I help them? What can I do for them? Like what options are there available? Have you even looked at what might be available for you to help Somebody else, especially at this time of year? Or are you too fucking busy? You know, I'm speaking to myself just as much as I'm speaking to you too, because this is where we are at. 
And again, this is the problem with the infectious nature of the way that we are presented information in this world right now through global news, CTV news, CBC, all of this bullshit. You know, from our federal government to our provincial government to our municipal governments, it is absolutely ridiculous that we would go search out a Facebook group to be able to find the best and most abundant amount of information that is accurate in real time. This is where it's got. So why do we turn to these resources? Why do we turn to the federal government? Why do we turn to the provincial government? Why do we turn to the municipal governments and global news and CTV news and CBDC news? Why do we turn to them for accuracy, information, help, understanding, clarity, non-polarized thought? Because you know what this Facebook group offers? It's just information. It's not guiding you in any direction specifically based on political views or based on ideologies. It's not at all. It's saying, here's the information. You are going to be evacuated in three hours from now. Go home and get your shit. You can't go on this highway because this highway is closed. Go home right now because this highway is closing in three hours. These are some of the posts I see, and this is accurate information. You want to help? You want to donate money? Go here. You want to donate time? Go here. This community needs open doors. Sandbags need to be done. People need help cleaning out their houses who no longer have anything. Three and a half weeks before Christmas. What they're interested in is getting all their stuff outside of their house so it can be taken to the dump. Gutting their house to be able to prevent mold. That's their Christmas present. That's their Christmas present. This is what happens. This is the problem with living in big urban centers. Outside of government and media, this is the problem with big urban centers because I can stay in the tiny pocket that I am in here in BC. And I can be oblivious to what is going on around me because I don't actually have to go somewhere. But if I live in a smaller town, I'm going to know the person affected by proxy somehow. I've seen their face. I know their cousin. I know where they live. I know where that house is. I drive past there to be able to get to here. These are all things that happen. Growing up on a farm in Southern Alberta, the one thing that sticks in my mind the most is when you would go to somebody else's farm without calling them. Because even though they had a phone, you knew the chances of them being inside around that phone were slim to none. So everything was most likely okay, but you would drive to their farm just to check in on them. Okay, how you doing? Need anything? And I'm not going to call because I know I'm probably not going to get you because everything is fine, but simply because you don't have a cell phone or you don't have a cordless phone and you're not attached to the hip by this device. I'm going to drive over there. I'm going to take time out of my day to drive over there just to check in on you. That happened all the time. My dad would load me in the truck and we would do that regularly. People would show up at our farm regularly that we loved and we cared about. That doesn't happen. When was the last time that out of just actual concern for somebody's well-being, not just a superficial like, I'm bored, I'm going to call this, but like actual genuine heartfelt concern to be like, hey, I wonder how this person is doing. Not, oh, it's been a while. Not, oh, I'm bored today. Oh, I got nothing else to do. Like, oh, I got a couple hours to kill. 
There's a huge difference. There's, there's a tangible understanding that can happen here, whether or not you actually feel concerned for that person. Be like, I, I need to know if that person is okay. Versus you just creating some kind of arbitrary excuse that you labels concern. And do you even have the capacity to be able to differentiate between the two of when you've created the artificial concern and actually have real concern and necessity? There's a big difference between those two. So again, starting off this podcast here this morning, not having any idea what I want to actually discuss, but wanting to actually more discuss how excessive sleep affects my health in a negative way. And anybody who's been tracking my numbers on Instagram that I post can clearly see that I've been sleeping more for the last like three or four days and how my health has gone down because of that. Biological age has gone up, blood pressure has gone up. But quickly realized as I started talking is that we need to do better. We can do better. We have a, an obligation to ourselves morally and ethically. And by extension of that, our communities around us and the people that we see and the people that look just like us, we have a moral and ethical obligation to life itself to do better. Do you have the capacity to do so? Especially right now. So when you sit here, this is going to be the question of the day. When you're sitting down right now thinking about what you want your Christmas to look like for you, your family, your friends, your children, think about the thousands of people who have lost everything three and a half weeks before Christmas. <laughs>